Better living through chemistry? Let's take a look. Children exposed to higher levels of a type of pesticide found in trace amounts on commercially grown fruits and vegetables are more likely to have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder than children with less exposure, a nationwide study now suggests, and this is a report from CNN. Researchers measured the level of pesticide byproducts in the urine of 1,139 children from across the United States. Children with above-average levels of one common byproduct uh, had roughly twice the odds of getting a diagnosis of ADHD, according to the study, which appears in the journal Pediatrics. So this is not just hearsay. Exposure to the pesticides, known as organophosphates, has been linked to behavioral and cognitive problems in children in the past, but previous studies have focused on communities of farm workers and other high-risk populations. This study is the first to examine the effects of exposure in the population at large. Organophosphates are designed, quote, to have toxic effects on the nervous system, says the lead author of the study, Mercy Bouchard, PhD, a researcher in the Department of Environmental and Occupational Health at the University of Montreal. That's how they kill pests. The pesticides act on a set of brain chemicals closely related to those involved in ADHD, Bouchard explains. So it seems plausible that exposure to organophosphates could be associated with ADHD-like symptoms. Hey, makes sense to me. I can see the equal sign. Environmental Protection Agency regulations have eliminated most residential uses for the pesticides, including uh, lawn care and termite extermination. So the largest source of exposure for children is believed to be food, especially commercially grown produce. Detectable levels of pesticides are present in a large number of fruits and vegetables sold in the U.S. According to a 2008 report from the U.S. Department of Agriculture that's cited in this study. In a representative sample of produce tested by the agency, 28% of frozen blueberries, 20% of celery, and 25% of strawberries contain traces of one type of organophosphate. Other types of organophosphates were found in 27% of green beans, 17% of peaches, and 8% of broccoli. You just can't get away from it, can you? Although kids should not stop eating fruits and vegetables, buying organic or local produce whenever possible is a good idea, says Bouchard. Yeah, it sure is a good idea. Up here on Whidbey Island, uh, in the grocery stores, there's more and more local produce, and it's organic produce. It don't have no organophosphates on it. I mean, this is an example of the deadly lifestyle that we have inherited from the post-World War II period, when we came back and realized that chemicals could give us more of everything and make us bigger, bigger, and bigger. The problem is it's also making us sicker, sicker, and sicker. Organic gardening is not that difficult. If we really encouraged organic gardening on a large level, by that I mean many, many small farms, the price of organic food would come down. Yes, agribusiness as we know right now, which we are supporting with our subsidies, it would be hurt because it cannot live on this kind of realistic, organic, healthy model. We the people have to ask for this. It isn't going to come you know, out of nowhere. It isn't going to come from enlightened representatives because they're all running out, eating fast food and coming back and voting the wrong way. We have to bring the pressure. It was Dana Lyons that said, look, you've got to start small. You've got to, you've got to work 
on the area where you have real leverage, and that's your local space, what you buy. Go into your grocery store. Go over to whoever brings the food in and say, enough of this, enough of that. I want it organic or I'm going to shop somewhere else. Yeah, no green to you unless you give me the green I want. It's coming. Slowly. Very slowly. To a theater. Near you. Glacier. Well, first of all, don't you think this spill now is, is thought to is going to be in excess of what happened with Exxon Valdez. Well, let's, let's see if that happens. Let's see if that happens. Well, okay. Let, I mean, but, there's, but, a, there's but, a good question today if you're standing down there on the Gulf, and that is, where's the oil? Where's because the oil? It's not on, except for little chunks of it. You're not even seeing it on the shore yet. But there are some new reports that there are greater amounts of it on the ocean oh, floor. Oh, yes, there's, that's true. But you know where the greatest source of oil that seeps into the ocean is? It's from natural seepage from, under, uh, from subterranean deposits. That's where most of it comes from, not from drilling accidents. So what's badly needed here is some perspective on our energy policy and also on the hard realities of what really goes on when it comes to oil spillage. But I think it's going to damage the environment in the Gulf and it's going to damage tourism, going to damage fishing. I don't think there's any question this is in excess of anything that we previously we'll asked the ocean is. to absorb. We'll see if it is. But, right. But the I ocean think, absorbs but a lot, Juan. An awful lot. The ocean absorbs a lot. Yeah, well, there you go. Brett Hume has now joined... Uh, many illustrious people, and what I has become a slick idiot in oil. All right, slip me a few slickers. Yeah, as I was talking with uh, Dave Maloney when we first heard this, and he said he must have been to dinner with someone from the industry, and they fed him this line about, <laughs> "Did you know, Brent, that most of the oil that seeps into the Gulf comes from just normal subterranean seepage? You know, thirty thousand, forty thousand gallons an hour of that stuff just seeping out. We just we just didn't notice it. No, no, it was like a you know, it was sort of like a volcano, but you know, upside we, down, upside down or under the water. We didn't where think it doesn't belong. It, yeah, it doesn't happen. There. Okay, we got Brett Hume, right? Yep. Okay, now we got yeah. Haley Barber, the Republican governor of Mississippi, and mm-hmm. he doesn't think that this is a big problem at he all. He doesn't. Uh, he likened much of the spill to the gasoline sheen commonly found around ski boats. I quote him, we don't wash our face in it, but it doesn't stop us from jumping off the boat to ski, Barber said. Uh-huh. Oh, he also suggested, Not in my lake. <laughs> he also suggested <laughs> right it was possible that what happens here will be manageable and of moderate and even minimal impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sort of said, like your garage floor on a, like a leaky yeah, yeah. carburetor. Or something he said, like yeah, come on down here and play golf. Enjoy the beach. Catch a fish and pay a little sales tax while you're here. <laughs> Oh, no, okay. He's not alone. We got Brett Hume, we got Hailey Barber, and also we've got a British Petroleum CEO, Tony Hayward, who has declared that the giant oil spill in the Gulf, still gushing, thousands of gallons of oil a day into the sea, and the hundreds of thousands of gallons of dispersant that the BP has pumped into the water Mm. to combat the slick, are tiny compared to the very big ocean. The Gulf of Mexico is a very big ocean. The amount of volume of oil and dispersant we are putting in it is, is tiny in relationship to its total water volume. And we'll fix it, he said. I guarantee the only question is we, we don't know when. Hayward also acknowledged that BP had made some initial mistakes in its response to the, the spill. It was a bit bumpy to get it going. We made a few little mistakes early on and said it's possible that his job might one day be in jeopardy as a result of the spill. Asked 
he felt his job was already under threat, he replied, I don't at the moment. That, of course, may change. I will be judged by the nature of the response. Slick idiots in oil. Yeah, there they are. Well, <clears throat> yes, I heard that fellow. It's the British fellow. Uh, I mean, it is the voice of, of BP and the voice of, you know, of one of the most gigantic corporations. I mean, they're, what they're spilling in the ocean is, you know, is this like their profit margin for the year? No. Is this their profit margin for the hour margin? <laughs> you know, it's nothing. It's just a, it's just the Gulf's got some oil into it. It's not going to spill on Haley Barber's front lawn. That's what he's telling me, huh? Boy, I tell you, when it comes down to Provincetown, and those little those little oil slickers come around Provincetown and start floating around the Cape, I'll tell you, things are going to look a lot different because we out here on the Cape are proud to be liberals and Massachusetts and, and, and Cape addicts, and we don't want any southern oil on our beaches. And you just remember that, Governor, okay? to 